ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befiga podcast. My name is Alfredo. I'm here with Cristiano Oliveira. What's going on, everybody? And up north, Dave D. Oliveira. No relation, but as nice of a guy as you could find. What's up, Dave? I appreciate it. Nothing much. Uh, one half of the great up, great uh, white north tonight. That's, that's right. The, the other half is not here. Uh, was feeling a little bit under the weather, so uh, if you guys reach out to him on Twitter, wish him well. Uh, he wasn't able to uh, to be here, so much like uh, uh, Ruben Dias, foi dispensado hoje à noite. Anyway, on tonight's podcast, podcast number 277, we will look back at uh, Benfica's game against uh, Feirense, and we look ahead to the game that comes up in two weeks against Guimarães at Stade de Luz. Uh, the national team is in action this weekend. Um, so as a result, uh, this will be um, the last podcast before Benfica plays again. So we'll be back after Benfica plays again. So next week, we're off. I should have just said that. That was much simpler to say to say that uh, uh, we're going to be off next week. Anyway, sometimes the here, easiest things are the hardest to say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so here we are. Uh, let's get right into this Ferenc game. Uh, Benfica traveled up to Santa Maria de Feira to play Ferenc um, this past Saturday uh, in a game that uh, we anticipated being a tough game because of um, smaller pitches, usually heavier pitches because of a lot of the rain that's been felt in, in Portugal. Uh, these teams are trying to scrounge up, uh, scrounge up uh, some some points. Uh, many of them still fighting to to make sure they don't they don't get relegated. They have a certain point mark that they need to reach. So uh, it was always going to be a tough game for Benfica. And I'll give you the lineup, and then we'll get into the game. Varela was in goal. Almeida, Diaz, Jardel, and, and Grimaldo across the back. Faisa, Pizzi, Zivkovic, Rafa, Servi, and Jarner. So uh, the lineup hasn't really changed much. Uh, from from week to week, with the exception of some guys stepping out to serve some some uh, yellow card accumulation uh, suspension, so on and so forth. So a tough game for 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 Benfica, a heavy pitch, uh, not as waterlogged as perhaps that I expected. We did we did see some pictures of of uh, of the field uh, by the uh, by the goals where the the goalkeepers are. They look like a freaking sandbox, Cristiano. Como é que eles chamam aquilo, mas campo de batatas? Batatal. Batatal. That's ex all I needed was the potatoes. I mean, it was absolutely terrible, bro. I mean, I, I'm still surprised that a team in the Portuguese top flight in today's day and age has the fields in such conditions. I mean, it's absolutely like just. Well, the, uh, those, those things cost money, man. Those things cost money to upkeep. And if you, you know, if you're. Uh, I mean, yo. I'm not seeds. talking about grass, but planting the grass. Seeds. Yeah, something seeds. But then, I mean, if you play every other week, what what time do you have to Bro, even no let excuse. the grass regenerate? Okay, fine. There's no. If you're a team in in the first division, you have to have the grounds crew. You have to. You have to have your field in the best. Oh, you know, the the grounds crew maybe é o padeiro que vai lá o fim de semana tratar well, daquilo. Pa. That's unacceptable. 
So that's very unacceptable. I mean, you're playing in a top flight. These are games that, that in particular now down the stretch, these are games that could affect the standings because of the field conditions, right? These absolutely poor field conditions, unprofessional field conditions. You need to have a ground screw. You need to have a full-time, uh, uh, you know, landscaper, for for lack of a better word, yep. a guy that's going there and making sure your field's in, you know, that the best conditions possible to play a game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's unacceptable. I mean, that's straight up sand. Yeah. That's it, not it, even – I mean, you go back to old school days where they're playing Cybro, right? It was hard. but that Guys wouldn't lose their foot. This is straight up sand. It's like a sandbox. Yeah, no, it was sand, and, and I think that – With a little water. You throw a little sand in there to soak up the water, uh, and look, um, I'm sure their ground screw, their ground screw is – is great, right? Uh, but uh, when you've had as much rain as as Portugal has had uh, these past uh, three weeks or so, where it's rained nonstop, especially up north, then you know you you reach a, a point of uh, where you're going to have some challenges and difficulties, especially for the 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 ground screw. Nevertheless, uh, here we are, uh, Benfica. Uh, they had, I think they came out good, but uh, the thing is, they're playing a against uh, uh, a team uh, that's kind of closed themselves out, that closes out the spaces uh, in in a field that, that's going to be heavy, was going to be uh, difficult for Benfica. They get a little help in the 41st minute uh, with one of the Ferenc players being ejected, uh, Tiago Silva, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that, that kind of kind of opened up things for Benfica a little bit. They came out in the second half, uh, still finding some issues getting past the... The Ferenc defense, uh, Rui Vitoria made a move that where he's made uh, now for two games straight where he puts in Jimenez uh, to release a little bit of, of uh, uh, Jonas, Jonas, uh, to release Jonas from the pressure of the center backs. And, and that really paid off. Uh, I think that Jimenez was on the field for a whole uh, 10 seconds. Uh, he chased down a ball. He, he was he was lucky. Uh, to get uh, to get a, a rebound off of of a player's uh, body, and he puts it away first time. And look, uh, Cristiano says, you know, he was lucky, right? But sometimes you have to make your own luck. Also, he's very lucky. But look, his effort and the fact that this guy never gives up on any play—that's what put him in a position to uh, to capitalize on that little fumble between the defender and the goalkeeper. And he was in the right spot, right time. But I mean, you got to call it call it what it is. He got very lucky on the little mix mishap. If it wasn't for that, you know, things probably would have been a little bit tougher. But you got to, you know, give him credit. He comes into the game, gets a ball behind the midfield, springs uh, Jonas uh, loose, who at first looked like he was offside, but then they actually did a good job on TV finally getting an image where it showed that Jonas was in play. And Jonas played a ball. It wasn't the best of balls that Jonas played into to, to, to Jimenez, who kept his run. Um, but it was just... You chase it down. Chase it down. It was enough for the for the defender and, and the goalkeeper to get a little bit confused as to uh, a little hesitant as to who's going to take it and a little mishap there. And he, he capitalizes. So, I mean, look, this is the one thing that this guy does. Every time he comes in, whether he's going to have a fantastic game or not, you know he's going to put in the effort. Yeah. At some point, I like to get some effort with some ability. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, look, I think that when when you when you come uh, when you come in at the end of the game and i think that there's a lot to be said for these guys that come in and, and know exactly what i have what they have to do i'll give you a few stats that, that 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 they've provided us uh it was the 20th consecutive game 
coming on as a sub uh, for Jimenez. Uh, is six goal of the seasons. Five of the goals have occurred when coming in as a sub. Benfica have yet to lose when Jimenez comes in as a sub and scores. And that record is 13 wins, one draw. Uh, so, look, it, you come in at a time with, where there might be some worry legs, where you chase guys, where there could be a mental br lapse or a mental breakdown, a poor ball, heavy pitch, ball gets trapped in, in a little bit, water or sand whatever and the guy because he never gives up he kind of creates the the chances for himself he's not the most technical player that you're going to see at Benfica as a matter of fact there's probably 10 12 other guys that are more technical than uh, Jimenez but nonetheless it's it's the effort it's chasing balls never giving up on plays and I think that's what he brings to the team and Rui Vitória knows that this guy is not a world beater but when he goes in there he knows he's going to chase guys down he's going to close guys down in defense if you're trying to play the ball off the back and he's guys he's going to create his own chances just because of his effort and and the work rate that he puts in yeah I mean that effort and that pressure that he brings that's what forces the opposition to make the turnovers And so without that, teams would have a little bit more time knowing that, you know, the guy's not going to come in and really pressure you 24-7 like we see Jimenez do. And so they have a little bit more time to play the ball at the back. Now, when you know you have a, a bull chasing a red flag around, you know what I mean, putting that pressure 24-7, chasing it down, you're going to have to play quicker out the back and therefore you're forcing the, the mistakes. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's something he does really well. And, and, and to me, To me, this is something I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks because you've seen here that Benfica's obviously, I mean, we've we beaten this horse down over the last uh, couple of months here on the podcast as far as a 4-3-3, but we've noticed that when he comes into the field, we again, we talked about this all the time, Jonas plays better, one. Two, the team seems to score more goals. At what point does Rui Vitoria even consider switching it back from the 4-3-3 that we played in over the last five months, right? And we've had some success with it, and then some games where we haven't had success. At what point does he consider switching it back to a 4-2-2? Because he sees that this team, I mean, that's what's been helping the last couple of games has been that switch back to a 4-2-2. That's what's been getting Benfica on a scoreboard. That's what's getting Benfica to score goals. Uh, opening opening things up. I mean, is that something, Alfredo and Dave? I mean, should Ruby Toria really consider that, or just stick to you know, if it's not broke, look, fix it. Four three three for now. If we can't get in the scoreline, then bump it. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing for me, right? So to me, the the change to the four three three coincides with us starting to play a lot better, become more consistent. Now, there's an argument, and I think that Steve and and I think all of us have made here that. When you play against the teams that you play, the quality of the teams that you play, you want to play with two forwards. The last thing you want is to play with one forward. But at one point, we were struggling. And I think that it was it was the fact that PC hasn't had a good season. Uh, it was the fact that we needed to get uh, Krovinovic into the lineup that we came up with this 4-3-3. And if anybody recalls, 4-3-3 is... Rui Vitória's preferred system. He played like that at, at uh, Guimarães. He played like that at, at, at Passos. So there's a certain familiarity. And I think that the 4-3-3 comes from perhaps the necessity to change things up. And Steve might say, well, it, it was made because we needed to get a player like Rovinovic on, on the field. 
nevertheless, you know, when you strip everything down and you look at all the fact, take all the factors away, the fact is that Benfica started playing better when yes. they went into the 4-3-3. Yes, they have. But look, first of all, I'm not a fan of 4-3-3 unless you have the horses, right? That's one. We talked about this forever. But I think at the time it was the right move. Jimenez was, wasn't particularly any good. Seferovic started off hot, and that's when we're playing a 4-2-2. Then he disappeared off the face of the map. And so I, I understood the switch at the time. But now the reason why I ask this now is because it's not necessarily that the team is playing bad in a 4-3-3, but it seems like what's opening up these games is when he's bringing in a Jimenez and switching it to a 4-2-2. That's been the key to success over the last couple of games here in the, in the Liga Nos. So that's why I'm bringing up the question. I mean, now that things are are, are starting like you know to fall into place for Jimenez, being a little bit more consistent, a guy that that's like every other player. The more rhythm, the more play, the more minutes you get, the more rhythm you're gonna get, right? And he seems to be hitting that stride now, right? And Jonas is playing, but. I just think it's a question that should be asked. I mean, should they consider switching it to a four-two-two now? Well, well, let me let me ask you this, and Dave, did you want to add something? Dave? Yeah, I just if we're putting uh, if we're switching to a four-four-two, who are we taking out of the lineup to well, slide well, I, Jimenez in, in there? Because so and, and to my point, uh, Jimenez is a is a super sub. He's more he's most effective when he's coming off the bench. He's giving you that energy. If you're expecting him to do that for the full ninety. He's not going to be that uh, that much effective, and if yeah. we come down to those close games, who's going? Who's that? Who's that player coming yeah. off the bench? Based on what I've seen over the last month, month, month and a half, I would say more than that. No, you don't know what I'm saying. All right, Bella. <laughs> Based on what I've seen over the last month, month and a half, that to me, to, to answer that question is simple. The guy would take out to be Servi. I'll take Servi out and I will make him my super. Nice, so Luke, that's man. the guy. Why am I crazy? Servi hasn't been lights. The guy that's really, dude, I'm afraid. It doesn't have to be lights out. I I think that the system depends to me on these Zivkovic two guys. Is doing that system that left side. Zivkovic. If I had to take one guy out, all right, to answer his question directly, if I had to take one guy out to bring in a second striker, Servi would be the guy that I would take out. But if if Zivkovic has never been a, an option, at least the first option to play a left wing, why would he be? He now? wasn't an option to play left center mid, and he's and he's an option well, now, that's, right? That's he a, was how about Zivkovic wasn't an option. Period. How about that? But that's a position that was created, created for, but not for him. No, but he stepped in. He stepped in it. Yeah, after many choices ahead of him, then he then well, the coach. I don't, dude. Listen, I think right now. If I had to make a sub and I had to take because Rafa, I think even though he's crazy and consistent, uh, he's definitely picked up his play. And I think you have to give him because one thing with Rafa is that the one thing he's always had, and I say this in, in, in mostly every other sport, I, I say it too, which is one thing you can't teach in sports is speed. And Rafa has speed. That's why he's always in those positions. And we've seen him missing 53 breakaways this past weekend, but because of that speed. And Servi brings some of that too. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I just think over the last month, the way that Servi's played, he went through a three week stretch where he was absolutely lights out. And ever since then, he really has been missing a lot of games. And so I don't think he's been that bad. Okay. So, so answer me this question, right? Because this is the part that I think you're arguing, but you're not understanding. The question is if you had to insert a second striker, who are you taking out? So you at mine is Servi. Who are you taking out? If I had, if I had to absolutely oh, insert a second strike, that's what I'm saying. If you had to, take I out, take out Pizzi. Okay, that's fine. Pizzi, uh, for me, Pizzi has been the worst player 
on this team, bar none, the entire season. Pizzi has been the worst player for me on this team the whole season. There's no one that has performed uh, worse than Pizzi overall in the season. Well, no just, one. I should say players that get minutes. Because Fedovic had a stretch. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, I mean, from the regular, 11. Regulars. From the 11. Nah, like 12, 13. But then again, here's the thing. If you go to a one, to a, to a two midfielder setup, is Zivkovic the guy that's that's going to be that central guy? Or is he better as a guy that, I, that I, plays on the left? I answered that question. In the left of the midfield. I answered that question. That's why I said I would take out Serbia. I answered that. I'll leave PZ in there in the middle and I'll let... And, well, this, and, and same thing. Since when have you become a PZ fan? It's Dude, I don't, I don't think... PZ is extraordinary. I don't, but I think out of all the players on this roster right now, he's the one that's best suited to to play ahead of Feja in a four four two. Yeah, I mean that's it, no. I, I look. That's look. I, I think he has games where you like what the you go watch PZ play last year to this year. Oh, it's forget night it. It's night and day. It's like the guy forgot how to play soccer. But at the same time, who else do you trust? I mean, I love Zivkovic. Absolutely love Zivkovic. If I had to pick someone to play that position rather than Peasy, I'd give him a shot. I'm not sure if he could do it. Do I think he could? Yeah. Do I have a little bit more confidence in Peasy because Peasy's played that role and I've seen Peasy be arguably Benfica's MVP last year at that position. So for that reason, I still stick with Peasy. But uh, again, if we're putting uh, Jimenez in the starting eleven, who's who's our super sub coming off the bench? If Serbi, Serbi as a striker. Look, Serbi, Strike, you got Seferovic, but Serbi's a guy that could come in because, again, he's, you know, another guy that's similar in, in, to, to Jimenez, a guy that's going to come in with the effort. One thing you know you're never going to question with, with Serbi is his effort. He's going to bring that. So when you bring in guys off the bench, you want to bring guys that are going to be instant impact, guys that are, that bring instant energy, right, rather than the Peasies and even the Zivkovic, guys who like to get into the flow of a game. Serbi, Zivkovic, these guys come in and they're just... Phew, Look, not Zivkovic, Serbi and Jimenez. These guys just come in and they're freaking just running all over the pitch. Here's here's my thing, right? My my thing is that, yeah, I, I do understand playing against smaller teams, you insert another forward to have another option up front, right? But to me right now, the best chemistry this team has had is playing the 4-3-3, whether it's, you know, the combinations on the left side, whether it's the combinations on the right side, uh, whether it's it's guys playing off of each other. I think it's the best chemistry that I've seen Benfica have in a long time. And I'm not just talking about this year. I'm talking about past seasons too. There's been times in, in the past month where I've seen Benfica that it, this is probably the best I've seen them play in regards to team chemistry, guys understanding where they need to be, making the runs, creating uh, the, the triangles, uh, the, the geometry for passes to be there. This is the best that I've seen Befica. So would I be willing to give up that as a, as a starting uh, lineup? Uh, so basically go from the 4-3-3 to a 4-4-2 or a 4-2-2 as Cristiano uh, interprets it. I just don't know. I'd much rather have the chemistry and then have a guy who has proven time and time again that if he comes off the bench, he could produce results, uh -huh. especially at the that phase that that phase of the game where it's 60 minutes in, where guys are starting to feel a little weary, uh, where there's there's a little bit that could be a little lapse of concentration. That's where I feel that Jimenez is best suited for not to be a starter, to be well, honest with you. Well, quando é tudo muito lindo. You're 100% correct. Keep it the way it is. But 
as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, yeah, we've been fortunate against the freaking Pasta Fredo. We've been fortunate against the freaking Fedez. Who's to say it's going to keep working? Just because you make that sub in the 60th minute and it's been working over the last couple of weeks, that it's going to, at some point, some team is going to stifle you. Some team is going to batten down the hatches and you're going to have a real tough time. My point is I'd rather have that option from minute one, right, rather than 30 minutes in the second half. I and think one thing we've seen is when these guys are on the field, Benfica is scoring when these guys are on the field. So I'd rather have that. I'd rather have a crack and knocking down that wall for 90 minutes than I would for 30 minutes. That's my point. That's the only reason why I'm asking that question. So you Chris, can, no, I completely understand. To your point, Chris, with uh, taking out Servi out of the lineup, when uh, Salvio comes back, you move Rafa to the left side and uh, have Servi come off the bench. That's that's too many. That's you, You're touching too many positions. Uh, look, I think... I think that, no, he, he, I don't think he's such too many positions because one thing we've talked about for years, Alfredo, is that Toto Savio has some sort of uh, <laughs> some sort of dirt on uh, uh, Vitoria, right? We've talked about that. So would you be surprised if he comes back and he's inserted into the starting lineup? I wouldn't be surprised. Not at all. And then Rafa, his according to him and, and the people that know him a lot better than I do, his natural position has always been on their left side. So. It's not really a crazy question that Dave is posing here. And again, Servi had that three-week stretch where he's absolutely phenomenal, but then he went over the last couple of He shows up in games, spurts, but he's not as effective or he's not as involved in the play as he was for those three, four weeks, whatever the hell it was that he tore it up. He's Servi's been missing a lot. Watch, go watch the games. He hasn't been the same player he was for that stretch. And I think a lot of people keep remembering that stretch where he tore it up. He's like, oh, my God, the free kicks, this and that. He just hasn't been the same player. And Rafa's picked up his game. So if somebody's got to come out because you want to keep Rafa in and he's in love with Salvio, that's the next guy to come out, well, Alfredo. But the thing is that he's not going to change from a 4-3-3. So that's a well, we're talking about a 4-3-3. Hypothetical. But no, 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 no. He's talking about Salvi. He's not talking about a striker. You're not switching no, no. from a 4 3 3. All you're doing is moving Rafa into service, spot and putting Salvi. Still staying a 4 3 nah. 3. No. I don't think it's a crazy question, dude. No, I mean, I get it. I get you're, the, you're I get the shout. The 4 3 3. Look, I get the shout. I get the shout, and I get the fact that Rafa's been, been improving. To me, it's Rafa's still not at the level. That I expected him to be. No, he's not. But he's getting. But look, he's Rafa, getting better. Rafa's proven, right? He's proven. I can't believe I'm defending him after ripping him for the last year and a half. But that's usually what I do. Rafa's proven that the more playing time he gets, the more comfortable he gets. When he doesn't have to score. Well, exactly. But still, he's dude. The guy is creating chance. He's not scoring, but he's creating chances. At some point, at some point, whether it's he. Or other dudes, they're gonna start finalizing these chances because he's creating a lot of havoc with his speed. And you know, and, and so I think the coaching staff is taking notice of this. They can't. I think when when Savio comes back, it's gonna be a very tough decision for Rui Vitoria, who has gone is going to have to decide between Rafa, the most expensive transfer in club history, who finally seems to be turning a corner here. Right? He's playing well compared to what he was playing before. Terrific. Still not playing. A, Good to our I mean, consider the guy had five, uh, four breakaways and he scored whatever. <laughs> so, is he playing a lot better than we played before? 100%. But he's going to have to make a very tough decision. Do I go with the guy that I've won two championships with? It's a guy that's been one of my undisputed starters on my club and I got to keep this guy on the field? Somebody's going to have to make a switch. 
So it's going to be between him and Rafa. Now, if he decides to bring on Salvio and Rafa, I do think Servi is going to be the odd man out. I just I don't see anyone. I don't think he's going to take out PZ. And, and Zivkovic, I, I think Zivkovic right now is locked up that position. He's playing terrific. Yeah. Well, that that that's going to have to be a decision for uh, Vittoria Look, to make. It's always better to have to, to have these yeah. tough decisions. Like when then you have to too adapt many guys. No, not just to adapt. But when you have too many guys that are playing good, you're like, what do I do? Rather than no matter who the hell I throw out, they, they can't get the job done. No. You know what I mean? So I get it. it it's a good headache. It's definitely a good headache. So uh, Jimenez gets gets the gold, and uh, not too long after that, one minute after that, uh, Rafa, not one minute, sorry, in the 75th minute, Rafa gets to, finally gets uh, gets one past the goalkeeper after hitting posts and dribbling keepers and missing and all kinds of the crap. You know, uh, I mean, can we take some of that money that he costs us and buy him a goal? Well, he scored. Finally, he got one. I mean, he hits the post. He dribbles. He's he gets the goalie out of the way. Hits the post in the first half. You, you know, you got your hands yeah. up like gold. And then he gets a couple break. I mean, look, at least he's getting in those positions. And I'll tell you, I'd rather he get in those positions and then just be the flop that he was for the last, you know, the, the, the last year and a half. So it, it, hopefully gradually he gets better. Um, and, and I think, look, man, it, it's something to, 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 to look forward to. It's something to keep positive because he's arguably been your best player the last the last yeah. month, he's been Benfica's best player. You can make that, even though he's still shanking a lot of those easy opportunities. Yeah, no, look, I'm I'm warming up to him, but I think he's still quite a bit off of what uh, I've been expecting since Benfica uh, got him. You know, I was on Twitter on Saturday, and I said, um, this guy's he's getting better, but his, something along the lines, his final ball is terrible, yada, yeah. yada, and then two seconds later, he scores. I said, you just knew he's going to score when I criticize. <laughs> so I need to start criticizing everyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to criticize Varela a lot louder. Yeah. Well, so, since we started uh, don't getting on his case, yeah, Mace, let's not bring it up. It. Yeah. Bring it up. So, uh, uh, Jimenez, uh, start, since we're on Jimenez, we'll give you some stats that they've uh, brought up. Jimenez stats second half of the season, 2017-2018, four goals in 10 games, uh, coming in as a sub. Uh, and, of course, we know that's not done. And 2016-2017, two goals in nine games uh, dealt with injury and Mitrogu uh, ahead of him in the depth chart. And the 2015-2016, two goals in 14 games. I just, I, you know, I, I had Dave look this up for us, and I, I, I did think that he was uh, more of a factor uh, in the final stretch of of, um, of the season. And, and maybe it's just perhaps that he, he comes in, he kind of, Makes difference with some of the things that that he does with his effort. Uh, nonetheless, he is our super sub. If you want to look at it that way, uh, so uh, a, a tough win for Benfica uh, up north, and it's the last time Benfica has to travel up north for uh, the remainder of the season. Two uh, zero for Benfica. It it shoot. I, I don't want to mention this stat about Bruno Varela. I don't want to jinx the guy. Don't don't jinx it. But we're missing uh, Ruben Dias. Subbed off with the right. uh, light injury. Ruben Diaz uh, subbed off yeah, uh, for Samarish. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you Won't know. Won't be able to make his national team debut. Yeah. We, as we found out, the, he, 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 got, uh, he got released uh, from the national team. Uh, from what you understand, it's a, it's a twisted ankle. Uh, hopefully, two weeks, he'll be back, uh, be back to normal. He'll be able to give his, his contribute in the next game. I don't know if he'll be available for Guimarães yet. Uh, but he'll definitely be uh, available for the game. And if after he's that. not available, Girafa. 
Capitan voltou. Absolutely. Capitan, be ready to. I don't think anybody's uh, is worried at this point that uh, Ruben Dias uh, is gone. I know that um, that yeah, he's been a, a guy that's been instrumental in the success and the solidity of of that back line. Uh, but nonetheless, nobody's complaining that the well, al alternative is Luizão. I, I don't think I, I don't think it's the complaint about the alternative. I just think it's no one's really worried because of Ruben Diaz's injury not being a major injury. So people just like, well, okay, he's fine. It's not major. And if we have to, and if he has to sit out a game, we got Capitão. We're okay. It's not like in years past where you had to make uh, Samares convert him to a center back or well, like a lot of people didn't trust Alexander Lopez, stuff like that. Now you have a guy that you know that could play at this level, been here. He's getting up there in age, obviously, but he's a tremendous leader well, and a guy that... Well, think about it this way. If uh, Andre Almeida got hurt, well, now you're worried. Well, yeah, well, the other day, we, when, 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 when he got one... Uh, when he got the studs? When he got the studs and he was down, I said, you guys ready for, for, for Douglas time? I mean, that's something that will definitely leave you a lot more worried than, than the situation out with Ruben Diaz. But I'll tell you this much. If Almeida goes down, solve you. Probably play right back then. Yeah. Uh, Benfica have been undefeated for 15 consecutive games since the loss to Rio Ave in a Taça de Portugal 3-2 back uh, that remotes back to uh, December 13, 2017. So uh, with that being done and now with, uh, with, with the international break, I think this, this team... Uh, we'll have a, a, a chance to regenerate, uh, to, to clear some mind. It, it, it's been an, an intense uh, few months because of the chase. Uh, we are now sitting in a position that we control our, our destiny. So we need to get back to uh, regaining the focus. And I know that oftentimes the international break is a disruption to that, to that rhythm uh, that you're so accustomed to. Uh, Practice, 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 rest, game, rest, practice, practice, practice. You know, you, it's funny you mentioned the, inter, the, the, the this international break now because we had this question. Somebody asked us on one of the Twitter questions here for the podcast about two weeks ago, who does the international break favor? And at the time, Benfica were relatively healthy with the exception of Salvio. Um, and we're like, ah, right now at this point, I think it helps the sporting or helps the Porto better because of the injuries. Yeah. But now that Ruben Diaz is out, Hey, yeah, it's it not help, but look, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but still, yeah, he's he's a key guy, and he's been playing terrific. And we we have confidence in Luizão, but today Luizão is not, you know, Ruben Diaz. Yeah, look, it's it, you. You look at it two ways, right? It it serves as uh, to recuperate guys. That's another week that uh, Salvio has to to get back in in, in shape or healthy. Uh, Ruben Diaz now. Oh, and Salvio uh, got released by the Argentine national team as well to to to, right. to, to so he could uh, keep uh, his rehabilitation on his knee going. Yeah, so it could work both ways, right? It could work in in that way, and it could work on uh, maybe a, a disruption to the to the routine you had been building up and that you're so accustomed to. But nevertheless, I, I think at this point of the season, especially with uh, this little games left, I think that the these guys need to to a little bit of a, a mental break, if not a physical one also. Uh, but I don't think it's detrimental to Benfica, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Benfica will play uh, 
uh, Vitória de Guimarães on the 31st, and we can go into that since we're not going to be back next week. Uh, Guimarães is currently ninth, 33 points off of 10 wins, three ties, and 14 losses. Away, uh, only three wins, one tie, and 10 losses. They're tied for first with uh, two other teams with the most losses away from the Duan Fonse Henriques. Um, last time uh, that Guimarães beat Benfica uh, remotes back to the 2013 uh, year at Stade Luz. Last five at Stade Luz, five wins. Uh, and uh, Benfica secured uh, Tetra last season with a 5-0 win. Last 10 between the two teams, head-to-head, nine wins, one draw um, for for Benfica, obviously. So, Didn't they beat us in, in, in us? Taça Portugal as well? They, well, that no, they beat we, us in Vitória, Taça Portugal sure. in 2013. That's what I, well, but I was just saying that doesn't, that's probably their last victory. That, that's what I was That's saying. their last victory but that's in not the a, final. But that's not, oh, okay. That's not, in, you, you, you said the last victory started to lose. Yeah, always. Yeah, it was. I don't know if it was starting to lose. Am no, I? That, no, that was, no, that that was, that was at Tazanacinal. Uh, You're right. Yeah, it that, was at the Jamor. So I was just saying, are you just throwing up Liga No stats or you mean no, overall? No, overall. Stats? Overall, the yeah, two I teams thought, had to head yeah. on official competitions. Yeah, I thought, yeah, they lost that game, Rui Vitoria. I remember that. Yeah, so uh, that's it. Yo, listen. What do you think? They, they, they fired two coaches this season already. They got Pizzato, who's who's a professional guy. Is it Pizzato? Yeah, Pizzato. Yeah, Pizzato, who's a professional coach guy, has been around. Uh, he knows a thing or two about soccer. And they definitely have some tricky players. And in particular, Rafinha guy has been linked to sporting. Exceptional. Exceptional player. guy that I wish Benfica would, would, have, would have taken a closer look at. But nonetheless, this is a team that could surprise you because they do have quality players. But I say this every single week, guys. And just repeat. It's a style to lose. Benfica should win this game, and Benfica's been absolutely hammering these guys at Stade Luz over the last couple of seasons, and they should keep that going. And uh, Vitoria has not had the best of seasons. That's why they've gone through a couple of coaches here so far. But uh, even though they pose a threat, I still think Benfica comes away with a two-three, a two-three nothing victory. Yeah, look, they're three nothing. Yeah, they're they're sitting uh, they're sitting in ninth, so should, they're not in in any danger of uh, of going down or being in danger of of fighting for. To stay uh, above, but they have only won three games out of the last 15 games, lost six out of their last 10. So I think that when they brought in Pizzetta was a little bit just to, to, to stabilize. I think maybe that the players uh, had lost confidence in, in Pedro Martins. Uh, so they needed to bring a fresh face. Um, I don't think at this point, I think this point at this point that the, the players have probably resigned themselves to the season that they've had. I think without looking at the table, I think they're a little bit far from from Europe to fight for 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 Europe, uh, but I could uh, be mistaken. But it's sitting at ninth. You know, you you're okay. You know, that's more or less what you're expected. Uh, Christian is looking up. What's the difference in points for them to Riwav? There's only two. Uh, that, that's two right. Yeah, but look at the difference. So there's seven only points. two spots for the Europa League, and Braga is currently in a fourth spot. Uh, and they have basically what 61 points, yeah. and Vitor de Guimarães has 33 points. So that that's a huge, huge hole. Yeah, you do, but don't discount the fact that you're still coming to start to lose. Players know they're playing against Benfica. Everyone's watched, so they'll be up for this game. Yeah, and the, and the thing is that look, we don't know how many players are are playing for a job, right? Because they've had a subpar, disappointing season, uh, and at this point, they got to think that. You know, the, the president will probably be looking to clean up some of of 
what didn't work. So some guys that are on the fringe, they may may actually be playing for a spot, whether Pizzero is their next coach or not. You have to be proving yourself in order for the club to renew you or not to release you. So that there's those factors. But like Shino said, Befica playing at Stade de Luz and uh, with, a, with a, a good run of, of games uh, coming up after that, they got Stubel and then I believe they have uh, Porto. Uh, so yeah. in, in two games and then Porto. So we need to be sharp. And, and look, as we've seen, these are the team Porto's lost points. Sporting, you know, has been iffy a little bit. So we need to keep going. Uh, so that will be taking place on the 31st, Saturday, 31st of March, as I mentioned, 6.15 local. So uh, a daytime uh, game at Stade Luz, almost daytime, because I think that the uh, the clocks will spring forward in uh, in Portugal in the next couple of weekends. Uh, I don't know if it's this weekend it's or the, next well, weekend. It's this weekend. It's this, this weekend. weekend. So, it, you know, be be quite uh, quite a bit of light at 6.15 at Stade Luz against Guimarães. So expect another... Another good crowd, and again, you need to get behind this team, and we're definitely at our, our best moment of the season, and we're building a little bit of momentum to that uh, to that Penta. Um, anyway, uh, you have any uh, Twitter questions that uh, we could read? I don't have my phone. I don't have my phone. We have your boy Francisco Marcelino. Francisco Marcelino. You want to read him? Yeah, he says, figure podcast about the national team. Ruben Diaz looks like the future in the center back position, but besides him, who else can in the future replace our aging center defenders? I mean, look, you got uh, you got some kids in the B team that are not ready yet, but they they do feature in the national he, I, teams of the the unders. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's obviously Ruben is one of the guys you have the kid Dalat at Porto. I know he's playing left back now at times. Oh, but right wait, back. wait, is he talking about Benfica? Or is no, he talking think, about national I think team? He's talking about national team. He says with the national. Francisco, team. clear that up for us. No, I think he says national team. He says about the national team. Oh, about the national so, team. I mean, that's pretty clear. Um, there's a couple of guys. Portugal has the kid uh, Vezu, whatever his name is. Ruben Vezu. Vezu. There's there's a couple of guys out there. You know, like I like Yeah or Le, whatever the hell you pronounce yeah. his name. He's playing at Lee. I'm surprised Elio. he didn't get a call. I'm surprised he did not get a call as well. Uh, but, but you know, they they don't have you know the Pepe's of the world, the the the, the veterans, the Ricardo Carvalho's of the world. Those young guys coming up, they know going to have a 10, 15 year career. You know, but they do have adequate players right now. I think these kids. Are, do give you some type of, um, you know, motivation, some type of confidence going forward. You know, the Ruben Diaz and the Dalots. The, the yeah. Dalots is one of the, according to all the scouts. But he's a fullback, no? He can play center back as well. I mean, this kid is, they say he's like one of the top three defenders in the world on the, on the 19 or 20, whatever it is. I mean, he's very highly rated. Ruben Diaz is taking us all by surprise, been exceptional. And I'm pretty sure in, in between now and next season and, and, and the next Euro, which will be 2020, there'll be plenty of kids that we probably never even heard about step up from under yeah. a rock. Look, if, you, if you're looking at uh, Benfica, and I thought that, uh, that Francisco Marcelino goes that way, you got uh, Ferro, who, uh, you know, as I said, is still green, but he does play for it for the U19s or U21 teams. Uh, then you got Litskov, which uh, which spent last year over at uh, Tondela. Uh, so he's a guy that ha has had a little bit of experience playing in the in the first division. What about Caraba? Taraba? What's um, his name? Kalaika. 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 
Calaisa. The guy that came in with it's another guy that we don't we don't see. Yeah, we but, don't see anymore. Those guys have nothing to do with the Portuguese national team. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the Benfica game against uh, the Benfica B team. Uh, they lost again this this uh, this weekend, but uh, you know it is what it is. What else? Any players in the Liga Nos except from Porto and Sporting that you see with quality to play at Benfica? I'd like to get the dude from from uh, Sturil, Fabio Verissimo. Verissimo is one. Rafinha is one we Rafinha mentioned. Is the another. center back from Shops is a guy that Benfica is keeping a close eye but, on. Ooh, which one? Uh, the one, Cairo. Or the guy that you and uh, oh. Steve, guys, Steve, uh, you guys saying was good. I, I think Rafinha might already be uh, yeah, earmarked for Sporting. Sporting. Yeah, but, but he's just saying guys with quality to play at Benfica. Yeah. Yeah, I look. Were, were we linked to uh, Lucas uh, Evangelista? That's the, guy. That's the guy. I don't know why I said Fabio. I said Fabio Verissim. That's a oh. freaking ref. Oh my! <laughs> no, no, Luke, I thought, I just Lucas Evangelista. Yeah, Lucas You're right about that, Lucas Evangelista. That's Sorry what I thought that. you were saying. I just went with it. That's why we have Dave here. He corrects yeah. us because he got the stats. That's good. What else? Imagine that Valencia wanted to trade Jonas back for Rodrigo. Would you do it? No. <laughs> no. Love Rodrigo. He's spectacular. If he could. Very good player, but Jonas is special. Rodrigo engage. Then maybe we talk. Epa! Yeah, now Gads, we're talking. Gads belongs to PSG. So, uh, but will Salvio get a spot back when fit or Rafa? That's or a, Rafa came to stay. That's the million dollar question, Francisco Marceline. That's the que that we already spoke about that, but I, that's the I, million I, I dollar question. I think you're going to see Rafa on the left and Serbi on the bench. I here, here's the thing, right? I think that. If you take Rafa after the moment that he's had in these games, you're absolutely going to destroy all the confidence that you help build, all the moves that you're doing. That one substitution that started to lose a couple of games ago, where he got the applause from the fans, where he felt the love from the fans, that's all part of building his confidence and building his self esteem. I think that if Salvi becomes available and he goes straight to the bench, I think it's going to I think it's going to be very very it's a hard blow for Rafa. What else? No, there's there's nothing worthy of a mention. Nothing worthy you mention? No, not worthy. All right. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's let's a, wrap it up. Let's it's a it's the wrap. The wrap. It's the wrap. Anyway, Steve's not here tonight, so we we'll make this nice and uh, nice and short. Um, I want to I want to send out a, a a shout out, a special shout out to uh, Hugo. Uh, Hugo actually uh, now Hugo uh, and and I apologize for for not remembering your last name. So Hugo, he, he lives here in the United States and he drives a truck for a living. Uh, so he says that oftentimes or or when pods come out. That it's his company on the on the road on on the very long long trips that he has to make on his truck, so I want to just give him a, a special shout out and 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 thank you for for supporting us and uh, we appreciate you you listening and and uh, turning to us to to keep you company on the road. I know that sometimes being on the road and driving a truck could be a lonely place and spend a lot of time inside your head, so. We're glad that we're able to to pull you away and and be able to provide some kind of entertainment. Uh, so thank you very much for 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 giving I mean, us I, that I, chance. I'm not sure it's the best option to listen to me as you're driving. <laughs> you might drive off the road. You know what I mean? Me <laughs> screaming and stuff. Like, you know, like, 
but whatever. Either way, thank you for for listening, man. Yeah, we appreciate the support from all you guys. Yeah, he hit me up on uh, on Facebook, and I don't have his uh, his last name. So, but Ugu, he knows who, who mm-hmm. he is. Drives a truck and he he races a Honda Civic. So you know he knows does, exactly. Does who he, he put is. in the back of the truck like Kit and Knight Rider? Uh, I don't know. You don't know if he does that with a Civic. Anyway, all right. Dave, you want to send out any shout outs? Well, shout out to my boo. <laughs> no, no shout outs. Just, right. just shout outs for Varela. Keep them going. Yeah, that's. Oh, nice. I like that. Play a little wordplay there. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, so the, the national team is uh, in play. Obviously, as we mentioned, we will be off next week. Uh, thank you very much. I think we deserve a little bit uh, off time. Recharge our batteries and no come forms, come, come back come back for the la- the final stretch of uh, of the season, which we hope uh, ends at the Marques. So thank you very much, everybody, for checking us out. Uh, thanks, Dave, for for the stats you provided. Uh, we're gonna leave that uh, Varela stat out. And Cristiano, always nice to to uh, to be here with you. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, See you in uh, two weeks. Take care. Peace. Later. Ciao.